I'm Rachel Ramos, and you're listening to Multicellular. Today we're going to be talking about Dr. Rodriguez Trias and her impact on women everywhere. Stay tuned to find out how she still impacts your rights and check out our citations in the description if you're interested in learning more. Every woman needs a role model, and Dr. Helen Rodriguez Trias is that person for me. Women need representation. We need role models to look up to and know that it is possible to do what they did. We need them to inspire us to be the very best version of ourselves. As a woman of Puerto Rican descent, Dr. Rodriguez's story makes me want to push myself to do better, and after this podcast, I hope she has the same effect on you. The experiences of my own mother, my aunts and sisters, who faced so many restraints in their struggle to flower and reach their own potential. Dr. Helen Rodriguez Trias. Dr. Rodriguez Trias was a strong, compelling Puerto Rican woman that made impactful change wherever she went. Who is this woman, and why aren't more people talking about her? Born in the city of New York on July 7, 1929, her parents were Puerto Rican, and she grew up in both Puerto Rico and New York. Around the age of 10, as a child living in New York, she was bullied for being Puerto Rican. This bullying eventually sparked her want and discrimination of women and children. In 1960, after having three children and finally becoming a pediatric doctor, she founded Puerto Rico's first infant health clinic and decreased infant health mortality by half within the first three years. She became a doctor because it combined her two favorite things, science and people. Her time as a doctor laid the foundation for her beliefs. She believed that economic status, ethnicity, and intellectual ability caused a variation in the quality of healthcare a person receives. And she's right. Throughout her life, she campaigned for a couple of things, and we're going to touch on all of them. She prevented forced sterilization, promoted women's health, and she represented women and children during the HIV-AIDS health crisis. First, we're going to go into forced sterilization. What is it? Why does it matter? And what did Dr. Rodriguez do about it? Forced sterilization comes in many forms, but the most common type in women is tubal litigation, hysterectomies, or forced birth control. A prominent example of forced sterilization you may have heard about is the situation with Britney Spears. Her guardian or conservator forced her to have an IUD rather than starting a family she so wanted, and the entire process was legal. In fact, most forced sterilization cases in the United States today occur due to guardianship, and it's legal. These people under a guardianship lose the ability to make sexual health decisions for themselves, the inability to refuse medical treatment, and they even lose the right to vote. And this remains a modern issue. Guardians can forcibly sterilize legally in 31 states. As for what Dr. Rodriguez did, back during the early 60s, eugenics was very popular. In fact, Puerto Rican women were 10 times more likely to receive forced sterilization than mainland women. And sometimes after the procedure, these women were told that it was not permanent which is not true. Buck v. Bell was also still intact under the Supreme Court, and it said that people who were deemed unfit were allowed to be legally forcibly sterilized. What Dr. Rodriguez did for this is she was a founding member of the Committee to End Sterilization Abuse in 1970, and this same committee helped overturn Buck v. Bell in 1970. 
While young, white, middle-class women were denied their requests for sterilization, low-income women of certain ethnicity were misled or coerced into them. Dr. Helen Rodriguez-Trias. From her experiences as a doctor, Rodriguez found that women of higher socioeconomic status could receive abortions because they could afford it or they could leave the country for it, and women that could not afford it or unable to afford good doctors could not receive the proper care for a safe abortion. And because of this, she became part of the women's movement in 1970 after witnessing women enter her hospital floor with botched or self-attempted abortions. After this, she helped create the Committee for Abortion Rights and Against Sterilization Abuse, or C-A-R-A-S-A. She picketed and protested, and in 1973, Roe v. Wade was passed by the Supreme Court. In 2020, there were 930,000 abortions in the United States. Nowadays, with the ban of abortions, this can lead to women dying, increased risky self-attempted abortions, and a lack of women's health rights. In 1980s New York, she was the medical director of New York State's AIDS Institute, where she advocated for women and children during the HIV-AIDS epidemic. She co-founded the Women's Caucus of the American Public Health Association, or APHA, and she later became the first Latina director of the Hispanic Women's Caucus, which she also co-founded. Later in her career, she was awarded the Presidential Citizens Medal by President Bill Clinton and died in 2001 from cancer complications. Announced in 2019, a statue of her will be erected in St. Mary's Park in the Bronx, where the old Lincoln Hospital used to be. Thanks so much for listening. Follow our Instagram at Multicellular Podcast for more updates. I hope Dr. Rodriguez's story inspired you as much as it inspired me. And again, if you're interested in learning more about Dr. Helen Rodriguez-Triaz, find our citations in the description. See you next time here at Multicellular.